I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. As you heard there, we this hour here on KSL News Radio are dedicating uh, the entire hour to race relations here in Utah. This hour will be made up of a number of conversations with individuals from uh, or with proximity to the African American community. In fact, uh, joining me now is a good friend of mine, uh, Libby Mitchell. Again, she's a, a friend. She is. Uh, she and her husband are transracial adoptive parents. Now, uh, Libby, you and I were texting last night, and you introduced me to this phrase for the first time, transracial adoptive parents. I'm still learning the lexicon. Uh, tell us what that means. It means that we adopted a child who is, um, she's black. She's not of our race. We are, we are both white. Um, and when we, when we first decided to do this, um, when we first decided to be open to other races to adopt, it was, it was deciding to take on a learning curve that we we didn't expect when we first started to decide to have children. But to be honest, it's been one of the most enriching and wonderful experiences of my life, not just because I have a great kid and she is a great kid, but also because it's it's made me kind of see things that I wouldn't have seen before with my with how I was brought up and where I live. Um, and it's just it's opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. You're no stranger to Utah. You are well aware of the demographics and the makeup of this state. When the time mm-hmm. came that you learned that you were going to be the parents of a black baby girl, what were mm-hmm. some of your thoughts and fears at that point? Um, my thoughts and fears actually started before my daughter was born because my daughter actually experienced racism in Utah before she was born. Um, when we were looking for adoption agencies, my husband and I were actually shocked at how many agencies actually did a sliding price scale on children based on their race. Um, And we're very brazen about the fact that it would be cheaper for us to adopt a a child of color than a white baby. Um, So when we were facing that, we, you know, we chose an agency that did not do that because that was just abhorrent to us. Um, So we knew that there were going to be challenges from, was there any kind of explanation one? given to this sliding scale you mentioned? I'm sorry, say again? Was there any kind of explanation given uh, for this sliding uh, there scale? There were all kinds of explanations given, um, and most of them were, I mean, they might as well just have come out and said, well, we're, we're racist. Um, there were things about, well, you know, black children, there are more black children to adopt. Um, there was one agency that told us that, you know, black mothers didn't necessarily get the best prenatal care. Um, but the, the bottom line was it was racism. And you, and you chose not to patronize that agency and found instead another one that... Uh, not to patronize more... several agencies. Several here several. in the state of Utah. Yes. Mm. Well, uh, beyond that, uh, any, mm-hmm. any other thoughts or fears actually come to fruition? We've been, no, we've been very lucky for the most part, but I will tell you that I find it very interesting um, when I'm out with my daughter and, you know, we, again, we do not match. 
Uh, so if I'm in a store, sometimes I will notice store um, personnel following her or watching her. Um, my husband has actually had interactions with people who have been following her and, and he will say, what are you doing? And they'll say, oh, no, we have it handled. And he'll say, no, that's my kid. What do you mean? Um, we've, we've also had, I find it amazing how white people think that they can just put their hands on people of color. Uh, my daughter has kinky curly hair and I'm amazed at how many people think that they can just pet her. Um, what, what happens in, in those circumstances? Do, do you speak up? Does your daughter speak I, up? I speak up and, and my husband, who is an amazing man, actually goes a bit further. Um, there was one point where uh, a woman came up and put her hand on my daughter's hair and my husband reached over and put his hand right back on hers. And when she looked at him with shock, he said to her, it's really awkward, isn't it, when somebody does that? So it's just, it's, it's, we've had to be, we have to be braver than we ever thought we would have to be. Um, we've had to speak up more than I've, I ever thought I'd be comfortable doing. Um, I'm not a person who likes conflict. I'm a person who likes to get along yeah. and that to protect my child though, I will go on the way, all the way. When these circumstances arise and they call mm -hmm. for interaction either between yourself or your husband uh, or mm -hmm. your daughter and the offender, is the is the person in the wrong? Are they typically receptive to the corrective uh, you know stance that you take, or is there indignance? Or what is the typical reaction there's, when you correct behavior? It's usually shock. Um, there is some indignance. Uh, I think that. My husband and I, we aren't trying to shame anyone. We're not trying to make anybody feel like an offender. We're trying to get people to understand and become more knowledgeable and become more understanding. We don't, we don't want to fight. We want people to accept and, and change and grow. It's not about you're in the wrong. It's about, well, maybe you didn't know this and maybe you need to know this. I mean, we don't, we don't want people to see our daughter as something that they need to fear or pussyfoot around. We want them to know that she's just a person. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she's an amazing person, but she's just a person just like their children are. Yeah. We're speaking with a friend of mine, Libby Mitchell. She and her husband are transracial adoptive parents. Uh, a new phrase, I'll admit, that I've uh, just learned in having this conversation. Uh, she and her husband are white, and they are the adoptive parents of uh, a wonderful black daughter. Uh, I, I have to say, uh, Libby, you and I have been such great friends for a number of years, and this is the first time you and I are really having a conversation like this. And, uh, like this. and I, I apologize for not asking questions like this in the past, uh, uh, but I am grateful to you for having this conversation with me. And if uh, doing so in this setting is helpful to, to some listeners, uh, that's a wonderful thing. And I admire you for having this conversation. Let me ask you now about the, the, the current circumstance. There are people marching in the streets. There are claims of systemic racism. Uh, there are certain behaviors engaged in that uh, are, you know, as characterized by some, pretty violent and destructive. W what are the conversations like in your home right now as you and your daughter go back and forth and, and try to analyze what's happening in the, in the country right now? Um, she doesn't really like to talk about it. Uh, which I, which is totally understandable, but we, we've have, have had the conversation with her about 
you know, if, if a police officer, if you're stopped by a police officer, you know, put your hands up, put your hands up immediately. Um, and we've let her know that, you know, just like every other person, you need, you don't necessarily know what a person's going to do, whether or not they're wearing a uniform. Um, we've also had conversations about the fact that black lives do matter. And that, you know, while the phrase all lives matter is great, the fact of the matter is, is that right now, black lives are the ones being most affected and the ones that really people aren't caring about. Um, we've gone to protests, wearing masks, of course. And we've just, we've just kind of let her know that as long as this fight is going on, we are on her side and we are on the side of progress and change. And that, you know, there are a lot of, while there, while there are very loud and very angry voices, most of the voices are very calm and loving. And most of the voices are very reasonable. Does Utah need to improve? Improve race relations? Absolutely. Yeah. Do we Absolutely. have the capacity to, to, to improve? We need to move beyond, we need to move beyond, first of all, this white saviorism that we seem to have a lot of the time when it comes to dealing with people of color. Um, they are not, they're not lesser. They are not, they're not here to be saved. They're here to be part of our community. Um, and we need to embrace what they bring to our community because they, they, they really do bring wonderful things. They're, they're um, wonderful people and they just, we need to treat them as such. If you see a person of color on the street, don't just assume that they have bad intentions or they shouldn't be in your neighborhood. Um, that's actually happened to us several times in our neighborhood. We've had friends come over or we've had friends stay with us um, and they've been in our neighborhood or they've been out walking in our neighborhood and they've had people come out on their lawn and look at them or, or just, you know, you're out of place here. And that's, that's not appropriate. We all need to check our privilege and we all need to check our bias. And checking your bias doesn't mean that you're racist. It just means that you're aware. Libby, I love you. I love your family. I'm grateful to you for your time here. Thank you so much for everything you've shared. I am immensely grateful. Love you too, Lee. Kiss that baby. I will, absolutely. Quick break. When we come back, we're going to turn our attention to Weber State University, where we will be joined by the Chief Diversity Officer. Adrian Andrews will be my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.